to On the Fly College Edition, a podcast presented by Playfly Sports. I'm your host, Gene DiFilippo. Playfly Sports is the full-service marketing and media company bringing digitally enabled innovations to the sports industry. And our first guest today is Gene Boo Corrigan, who is the Director of Athletics at North Carolina State University. Uh, Boo is the son of Gene Corgan, longtime commissioner of the ACC, and an idol to many of us and a mentor to most of us. Boo has been an assistant director of athletics at the Naval Academy at Notre Dame. He was at Duke and then finally got an opportunity to go to the United States Military Academy as the director of athletics there. And just recently, given an opportunity to go and be the director of athletics at North Carolina State University. Boo! Congratulations on all of your successes at NC State, and particularly your football team. Uh, winning eight games in this pandemic, you've got to be really happy. Yeah, you know what, Gene? It, it was, uh, it, from a football standpoint, it all started last year. Um, coming off of the, the four-win season and had a chance to spend time with Coach Doran, and, and he was incredibly self-reflective. Um, you got that kind of the start of the year, and then in March you hit the pandemic and everything that goes along with that. But you know what? We, we really stuck together as any good Wolfpack does and you know came out stronger because we were all in it together. That's great. Everybody knows you by boo. But those of us who are really close with you and your family know that your dad was Gene Corrigan, a great uh, former athletic director at Virginia and at Notre Dame and commissioner of the Atlantic Coast Conference. And you're named Eugene. How did you get the name Boo? So um, there, there's two different stories. One is, uh, you know, I'm the youngest baby of seven kids. And, and the youngest of five boys. And um, when I was a baby, um, my dad used to throw me up in the air and say, boo, 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 boo. And um, my mom was saying to him early on, you know, don't do that. He's going to start reacting to boo. <laughs> and, you know, lo and behold, you know, now 54 years later, I'm a man named boo. Uh, the, the other one is, as I say, is, uh, you know, he was just waiting for the chosen one out of the seven kids. And I'm the lucky one that got named uh, Eugene, Eugene Jr. Yeah. And I'm awful proud, to be honest with you, to have Eugene the third, who we call Trey as well, which was a great thrill. And there's some uh, some great pictures and memories. Uh, it's kind of weird to talk about him in the past tense, but some great memories of the pictures of all three Eugene Francis Corrigans. Uh, that's great. Hey, Boo, there's so much going on in college athletics today. I see where yesterday the NCAA um, did not vote on the transfer rule. Um, what are your thoughts on on that? You know, Gene, I think there, there's so much going on right now um, on a daily basis. Uh, you add into that um, name image likeness you add into that the transfer you name uh, you add into that um what we're dealing with on our campuses and i think it's a it's a great time to be calm and steady in what we're doing 
before we start introducing new things into what we're doing, we need to figure out the new reality of where we are. And I, I don't like using that that phrase because it's not a new reality. It's just reality that, that we're dealing with right now. And and it really is something that we need to fully vet, fully understand, make sure that that uh, you know, kind of measure twice, cut once, right? In what we're doing, as opposed to being worried about. Uh, what is the public relations aspect of this? What, what, what is the public going to think of us if we do this or if we don't do this or how we do it and where, where does it go and make sure that what we're doing is a, uh, a really well thought out plan that works across um, state lines and state legislatures um, and, and ultimately is the best thing for our students. Because at the end of it, I believe there, there is an opportunity for them there. And I think it's something that we should explore um, that they should have the ability to be treated as every other student is treated um, as far as their own um, skills and their own abilities and being able to capitalize on those. Good. Hey, Bo, you've worked up through the ranks. Uh, you were at Duke, you were at Notre Dame. Um, you know, what advice would you give to a young Boo Corrigan who is starting uh, his climb to be the director of athletics at NC State? Well, hopefully the, the short-term goal is to be a whole lot better at it than I am. Um, you, you know, Gene, I've thought about this, and, and I think networking is great, and I think being involved in organizations is great, and, and all those things are wonderful. I think being really good at what you do is better than anything else, and I think being a subject matter expert on your campus, in your job, and in, in being someone that when when an issue comes up in your area, in your department, everyone around you has faith in you and believes that you're really good at what you do. From there, you have the opportunity to expand out. But if all you're ever worried about is what someone else is doing or expanding your portfolio or connecting with other people and you forget being really good at your job, uh, I don't know how valuable you are. Because at the end of it, when I was um, at uh, the Naval Academy, when I got there and, and there were all kinds of things going on, I just wanted to be the best sales guy I could be. I wanted to sell sponsorships. I wanted to sell tickets. And, and when we started having success there, I found people pulling us into other things. Same thing, we go from there to, to Nerd Aim, where we did the same thing, to Duke, where we did the same thing. And then, you know, then you get a shot. You know, then you get a shot at, at West Point um, and to be the AD there. And, you know, along the way, does humility help? I think it does. D does empathy help? I think it does. The ability to trust people and have them trust you, for them to hold you accountable. Um, to what your job is and, and to what the mission is of the institution. And then at the end of it, be really passionate, be really enthusiastic about what, as I say, what we get to do every day. That's awesome. You know, you mentioned, um, you mentioned so many things in your answer. What are the characteristics that you think all leaders should have or the great leaders, the great leaders have that everyone should have? I, I, I do. I, I talked about four of them. There's four things that I talk about and 
it's interesting the 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 need to be consistent right in in what you talk about and what your values are and mine are come down to trust accountability passion and empathy and and those four things are, are really kind of the basis of everything that we do around here uh, and how we be, build credibility uh, with our staff, with our student athletes. And you can look at social justice and, and the murder of, of George Floyd and where that took us with our students. And part of that, Gene, was, was them holding me accountable and, and me being there for them. And we, we had an incident in, uh, that occurred here locally. And within an hour of that occurring, four student athletes had called me and said, here's what happened. What are you going to do about it? Right. And, and within that, that comes down to them knowing, one, that they can trust me, two, that they can hold me accountable. Right. Th those are really important factors uh, in, in dealing with all this. When, when, that, when everything started, um, I guess it was June, July timeframe. Um, I gave every student athlete my cell phone number, right? So, so they can all reach me any point in time. And I think the accessibility is important. I think the ability to, to raise your hand if you're struggling, right? It's a sign of strength, not weakness to ask for help. And I think there's so much of what we do in sports, in education, in uh, being good, being great, being at the top of your class that doesn't allow you to feel vulnerable, right? And we talk about that ability to raise your hand if you need help. Um, and an underlying of all of it is, you know, old Gene Corrigan, right? Comes into my mind every day. And part of it is take your job serious, but not yourself, right? And that's something that is just drummed into me that I think about every day of what, what the job, the chair that I sit in is important, but it doesn't make me important. That's, that's awesome. I can hear your dad saying that. I can hear your dad saying that he was, he was one of my idols and, and one of my true mentors. And yeah. I miss him every day. Well, he loved so, your friendship. I do. I do know that. And uh, he and mom both did. Oh, mom, mom is special. Hey, what are some of the, the the best things that you, the most rewarding things that you've experienced along the way? What are some of those? You know, looking backwards, and, and, you know, I've had some extraordinary opportunities, right, as a result of being at West Point and, um, you know, traveling uh, to Korea traveling to Afghanistan, traveling to um, Iraq. I, I've actually been in North Korea. If you're right on the DMZ, right, the demilitarized zone in, yeah. in, uh, in Korea, there's, there's five buildings. I think it's five buildings that are right on the DMZ. And you can go into a building and walk over to North Korea, right, inside this building. So I've actually been in North Korea. But um, all, all of it is as a result of being at West Point and that opportunity that presented and the opportunity to go see. Um, and it really has kind of changed my viewpoint of, you think about college being an end point, but when you're at a military academy, it truly is a start point of your service, of your time 
to our country and being able to go over there and see um, student athletes, um, cadet athletes that, that we knew in our time there and see them um, at a, in a fob presenting to a colonel and understanding the, the, the time they spent on our teams and learning how to rely on the person to your left and to your right and being a good teammate um, and being accountable and all of those things are really the baseline for what they're going to do throughout their career. And it's changed how I think about our time here at NC State is it needs to be, um, when they graduate, it needs to be a start point for them as well as they go into their career, whether that's in sports, uh, whether that's uh, additional degrees, whether that's into the workforce, and, and what are we doing to really prepare them for that? Um, from an athletic side, beating Navy the first time. <laughs> let's, not, let's not kid ourselves, Gino. It, it had been a while. Yes, it, it had. It had been a while in seeing, uh, seeing grown men and grown women cry after a game and seeing people raise their kids up and seeing 10, 11, 12-year-old kids looking at their parents saying, I've never seen this before, and being able to, um, being able to be in the stadium that day and, and um, seeing the joy that, that it brings. Um, women's basketball last year here at NC State won the uh, ACC championship for the first time in 29 years, I think it is, and seeing the joy that our fans have. And, you know, it, 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 from a sports side, right, that passion, you can't find it other places, right? You just, you just can't. It's just different. And to know that the, uh, the young people are going to have that memory forever, as well as our fans are going to be able to hold on to that, that's, that's, you know what? That's pretty cool. That is really cool. As you are AD and we'll all retire at some time, at some point, for me, it's been about eight and a half years. You've got a long time left. But as you will look back at your career, what will you define success as? Wow. Um, you know, I, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about that. I, I really don't. I spend a lot of time worried about where what we're doing today, what can I affect today? Will, will there come time? Um, you know, I think Zach Brown's got a song about uh, toes in the sand um, and your bottom sitting someplace too, but uh, it's not quite appropriate for this. But, you know, I don't know if it's going to be sand between my toes or red clay between my toes, uh, sitting back thinking about it. But, you know, can you influence young people? Right. Did, did you leave it better than you got it? Um, uh, when you walk out, are people going to say, you know, he wasn't too much of a jerk? You, you, you know, you just were you a good colleague? Were you a good teammate? Um, when it's passed, were you a good leader? You, you know, did you did you provide opportunities for people that otherwise wouldn't have had opportunities. Uh, did you treat people with grace and dignity to the best of your ability? Did you make people feel good about themselves? Um, did you bring out the best version of people when you were there? Uh, I really do believe that, that it's 
and I sound like a coach and I'm not trying to, but I, I, I believe more in the process. I really do. I, I believe in all the things that you do to set things up and then let winning be a result of that. As opposed to, I think if you just focus on the wins that you can get off track, that you can lose your focus, that, that you become obsessed with something that are you willing to take shortcuts? And I'm really not. Um, I want to do it and I want to be able to look at the people around us when, when we're done and when we have accomplished and say, I feel pretty good about how we did it. That's awesome. Boo, you've got a very, very, very stressful job. Um, <laughs> all athletic directors do, particularly in the pandemic. I think a lot of ADs and a lot of young people who are listening to this podcast would like to know what you do um, when you, to, to keep your cool, how do you balance your life? How do you not let the pressure get to you so where that you can be at your best every day? What are some of the things that you do? Well, I think it's important and I'm very, very fortunate. Um, my wife, Kristen, um, our three kids, Finley, Trey and Brian, do a great job of keeping me humble and do a great job of when I go home, I am Kristen's husband. I am Finley, Trey and Brian's father. And, and having that part of it is really important to me, having them around when, you know, I was going to say when they're at games and those things, but that's not really always the case right now. But but having them understand what we're going through and, and understand what it is, um, I do try to work out. It doesn't always look like it. I try to work out, but I do work out on a daily basis. And, you know, whether it's going to yoga with my daughter or going to uh, a CrossFit class with our son and, you know, talking about, really what's going on in our day and just trying to turn that part of your brain off. Um, it doesn't work very well. And I think the cell phone is probably the, both the best and worst uh, invention in the history of the world uh, because of our ability to stay connected. Uh, it just makes it that much harder to be unconnected um, to, to what's going on. But, you know, I, again, go back to what we started with, uh, with that, you know, if you don't take yourself too seriously, you can get away, right? And you can go to the grocery store and you can be a part of everything in your home life and be a part of those elements of what's going on. I think it's incredibly important to just be, you know, when I go home, you want to be a good neighbor, right? You, you want to be the guy that's doing everything that you're supposed to do as a father. You want to be the guy that's doing everything you're supposed to do as a husband. Um, while still trying to take care of yourself physically. So, you, you know, I, I, I don't know, Gene. I think I fail in all ranks. I, oh, I really I do. I, I think I do. play golf. I know your dad played golf. I played golf with him several times. He loved the game. Do you play much? I, 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 I play a little bit. By the end of it, he had his own sets of rules that he was <laughs> play with, which made it a little bit more enjoyable for him. Um, <laughs> as he went out there, I'm, I'm still struggling. I, I play periodically. Uh, we're trying to get our youngest Brian to play, which would be more fun for me to, to be able to go out there and play with him. But, you know, I, I do, Gene. I'm, I'm kind of a bit of a homeboy. You, you know, when, when I get home, I want to be around them and, and carving five, six hours out. When, when you're gone, 
either physically or mentally, you're gone 60, 70, 80, 80 hours a week. Uh, and then you get to Saturday and Sunday, right? So I, I think you owe it to try to go home and be a part of what's going on there and try to be uh, in the moment when you're there. Yeah. Everybody listening to this podcast today uh, now has an idea um, how special you really are and how fortunate we are to have you in college athletics making a difference in the lives of young people. Boo, really appreciate you taking some time today. Thank you and go pack. Go pack. <laughs> appreciate it, Gene. Thanks, Thanks Boo. We're out of time on this week's On the Fly College Edition. I'm your host, Gene DiFilippo. Thanks for your time this time, and we'll see you next time.